Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Increase of Our Reality, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a review or a rating and I'll give you a shout out on the show. While you're at it, come join the Telegram group and follow the show on Instagram and across social media. If you'd like to support the show, check me out over on Patreon for early access to Inquiries of Our Reality and Big Dumb Inquiries, which is the Swapcast show I co-host with Kyle Rainey of the Big Dumb Podcast. If you'd like to pick up some merch, come check out the merch store. If you want to help me out to upgrade my equipment and pump out even more awesome content for you guys, come donate over on Anchor or Kofi. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered, or you feel you have something to contribute to the show, send me an email at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the link tree link to be directed. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you, and I couldn't be doing this without you. Now enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hello everyone, and welcome to the now 19th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. I'm your host, Shane, and stay with me, I have Jeffrey Davis from Functionally Dysfunctional Show. How's it going, bro? What's up, man? Not bad. How about you? Eh, not too bad. Same shit, different day, but in a good way. Right? <laughs> so I guess before we get into the crazy topic we're going to talk about today, why don't you tell the listeners about yourself and where you come from? Man, I am uh, from Nashville, Tennessee. I am a rare unicorn around these parts. There are not many people that live in Nashville that are from here. It's the city where everyone tells you they're where they're originally from. But I'm a native Nashvillian and, uh, yeah, a personal fitness trainer and writer and podcast host <laughs> and uh, and jack of all trades, jack of all trades and probably have my own FBI satellite by now. 
that's why you got to cover up all the cameras, all the microphones. But either way, they're still going to hack into that shit. They'll just go by government ones or different oh, ones on the street. <laughs> phone's always listening to you. But I guess we'll hop into the question because today we're going to do the show a little bit differently where normally it's about the guest, but today we're going to dissect the question. So I guess we'll just hop right into it. So I've been uh, contemplating this theory and I've talked about it on a couple different of my shows for the listeners that have, I'm sure, heard this a couple of times, but it's definitely something that's very interesting and having a lot of different perspective on it is definitely always a plus, but the start of it. So if we create artificial intelligence, that would mean that they would perceive us as God. So that being said, if there was a creator race before us, such as the Anunnaki, we would perceive them as gods. But that still means that there's something above them that they would perceive as gods. So going off of that, it would be a continuous chain. So would it have a stopping point where there would actually be a creator of all? Or would it be a concept where if time's not linear, it's possible that the first thing created the last thing and it's a it's a cycle of life continuously through the ages. Yeah, that's that's a cool question. Uh, when you mentioned that to me, we we're first talking about coming on your show. I was like, that's that's a pretty cool question. Um, I am a a former pastor in the Christian faith religion. I no longer for many, many moons now have not identified as a Christian, though I spent a large number of years along the path towards being successful in that vocation. Right. And here's the thing. Well, uh, you know, I'm not going to hijack the topic and make it about religion as a whole, organized religion as a whole, but so there's a, we, we do this thing as humans. And I think it's totally natural where we assume a lot. And, and so I think it's totally reasonable to say, well, exactly what you just put forth is, is probably at least has a good chance of being the case where there is, you know, there's, there's us. And then there's like the deities or the race or the Anunnaki that we deem as gods is misunderstood in antiquity of our race. And then they could have the same thing and they could have the same thing and so on and so forth. Um, but, but I wonder if, that is still a little too narrow of a peephole into what could be because like we like things to be linear right you said if time exists uh, or if, if time is linear and i would say well does time even exist it's a made-up man concept like it was created by people no other animal lives by time besides humans that we know of uh interesting what what makes you say that um mainly just because we're the ones that keep track of the time i guess like in okay. our world, it would still be time past for everything that doesn't pay attention to time. But we're definitely the ones that try to put a number on it and say that this is this exact time on this exact date. OK, There's no other animals living like that. You know, interesting. Interesting. There are some theories that exist that say that 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 past, present and future are all happening at the same time. It's just the way that we experience it, that time is a construct of 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 experience. And I'm not saying I believe it. Let me preface that by saying I don't make any claims of belief. If I say, if I mean I believe something, I'll say this is what I believe. Let's get that out of the way right away, because there's um, we assume when people make a statement or voice an idea that that's what they think. Right? <laughs> Instead of going, well, no, this is just an, an idea. This is another way to look at it, whatever. So 
could so so your question is is do we have could there be an endless chain of uh, higher powers essentially yeah that as may possibly have an end or if it would continue back into the last one where it's almost like a like a cycle okay so i think that works the same way going backwards and i'm not trying to be evasive um at all is going backwards to like okay well is there a in is there a beginning point well you go whether you look at it through the classical scientific quote-unquote way which i'm not entirely sure holds much water of the big bang theory well okay so there's some infinitely dense singularity that all matter both normal and dark is contained in which completely breaks the laws of physics as we understand them which i think is a whole other topic unto itself is the way we understand the laws of physics or what we call the laws of physics but okay so well then where did that singularity come from right there's got to be an origin there's got to be an end if you look at things through the framework of time and i'm not saying that i don't i'm just saying See, it's a hard concept for people too to think of something that could have always been. Like we think of everything as having a starting point, but that doesn't necessarily mean everything in the universe functions that way, or at all, or at all. Yeah, (laughs) and (laughs) and and so you're saying you could could you loop back around? Well, you know, so there's this this idea by physicists that um, at the Big Bang that. So there's 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 like an, an, an intergalactic universal speed limit. And that's just, that's the speed of light, right? We know what we know, quote unquote, that things can't go faster than the speed of light as far as or which means we can't propel them that fast. Doesn't mean they can't travel that fast, but means we can't propel them that fast. And that's another another different topic. <laughs> but so. But physicists think that this thing happened shortly after the Big Bang. Again, this is all just classical science, but they they call it expansion, and they think that space, not just light and matter, but space itself, because part of the Big Bang was the things that made up the fabric of the universe itself. That's what a lot of folks don't understand. They think it's just, well, the universe existed, and this singularity existed in this universe and then matter sprung from the singularity. No, the Big Bang Theory says that space itself was contained, the singularity. So expansion means that everything, because because we know that the universe is, is further across than it is old, which means it can't have gotten that far by the speed of light. It broke the laws of physics as we understand them. So expansion means, well, light can only travel so far or so, so fast, rather, but space can travel as fast as it wants to. So if the Big Bang created our, you all that to say, if the Big Bang created our universe, what is why would we assume it only created one universe? What if it created multiple universes? What if there are multiple dimensions in parallel to each other? It's the multiverse theory. And what if the gods, the Anunnaki or, or whatever the Anunnaki worshipped or whatever, what if those are all beings that we have come in contact with through some kind of a juncture, tear, 
conjunction, whatever, of different parallel dimensions that where different species, advanced or less advanced, exist. I mean, it still kind of shows the concept of like simulation theory, where if you're going off the Big Bang, maybe that was like the start of, quote, the simulation. And from there, it's all just been a contained idea or even looking into another concept. Who's to say anything came before the Big Bang? There could have been a universe that was before the Big Bang. And then that was the restart of it, where it started forming into another universe. Well, physicists actually think, astrophysicists actually think that there will be a point where the universe, and we're already seeing a bunch of stars beginning to die, which is ironic because however many millions or thousands or hundreds of light years away those stars are, those stars are long dead. The light's just now getting to us. But as the as the universe cools, they think that that the universe will condense back into a singularity. So it's like this rubber band effect of death and 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 birth, right? Life and death. And and, and that's the interesting thing in the the Hindu religion is their their god of of creation is also is also the god of death. Right, they has it's it's a four-handed or six-handed blue type depiction of the deity, and like in some of the hands on the one side of the body, they're holding like these these symbols of creation, and on the other is symbols of death. Right, Shiva? And, isn't that the name of that one? I think that's correct. I think I couldn't place the name, but I I I started to say Shiva, and I was like, oh man, I don't want to fuck that up if, if I'm wrong. That's the one that's outside of CERN, they have the statue for it. So that's how I always remember that. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. Isn't that weird that a statue of Shiva's outside of CERN? That's what everybody's been saying, man, because you know what they're trying to do. They keep saying that they're, oh, trying to figure out what the God particle is. But realistically, bro, I think they're clashing particles together trying to create wormholes. And maybe that's why all the like Mandela effect shit started once they started trying to do all that kind of stuff at CERN. Dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> like this, this Mandela, I, I thought that, that that was bullshit at first with the Mandela effect, but like People are saying, no, 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 it's it's always been E.T. home phone. I'm like, no, motherfucker. When I was a kid, it was E.T. phone home. Dude, that's what I was going to say. And actually, I have this weird story to tell you about. Um, Well, it goes in with that. I had this like weird dream where I was dimension hopping in the dream trying to find my girlfriend. And every time I found her, she wasn't quite her. But when I woke up, it's been kind of weird. I've been on the opposite side of the Mandela effects because one of the things that I always remember is Curious George having a tail, because I remember having a stuffed Curious George as a kid, 100%. and I used so to grab it. by the tail and swing it. So, so it's like, I wouldn't have been able to do that if, it didn't, if it, he didn't have a fucking tail. And then the Berenstein yeah. Bears. As a kid, that was when I was learning how to spell. Berenstein. Yeah, see, it was when I was a kid, I was learning how to spell, and I remember it being S-T-E-I-N, like 100%, no doubt in my mind. But I meet people today, they're like, no, it was A-I-N. I'm like, no, bitch, it was not, <laughs> right? <laughs> and not for me, at least. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 28. 28. Okay, cool. So that's ironic because normally you see those those things being similar among people of similar ages, and I'm like 12 years older than you are. So, so uh, it's interesting that you're the first person that's that many years younger than I am that seems to have the same recollections that I do, which is interesting. Like I said, uh, I'm always on the opposite side of it, which is kind of weird now because I remember always being like on the – the other side of it, and then after I had that dream, I remember being, now I remember everything being on the opposite side, but again, if they're fucking with that shit, we could have two different dimensions looping together, and that's what's creating all this, like, weird rift where you have, like, a half and half, where half these people remember this, half remember that, is because they're 
within universes. And if consciousness isn't necessarily attached to your physical body, and when you dream, you say, leave your, your physical body, who's to say that you didn't wake up or switch places with the two souls between the two different yous and the two different dimensions? Have you ever seen a movie? Uh, I think it's from the 90s or you know 2000s that uh, with Jet Li called The One. Yeah. That is a really some some bright, intelligent, informed motherfucker was part of writing that movie because they nailed the multiverse idea with accurate physics. And I think that movie gets horrible reviews because I think it just went completely over most people's heads. And I'm like, okay, if it does that, then just enjoy the kung fu and all that shit <laughs> same with most intricate sci-fi dude it goes over everybody's heads and that shit's yeah. like way before it's time and it's i swear dude all these fucking people know something that's why they're writing this shit and they put it up as fiction yeah because they, you know they, they can't just be like this is fact because everybody's gonna look at them like they're crazy but if you put it out as non or you put it as fiction then people will retain the knowledge and kind of have an idea of what's happening but they'll be thinking of it from you know, a point where they're not just looking at it like it's completely fucking crazy. So you're instilling these ideas in people's heads without them realizing that you're teaching them about all these crazy concepts. Right. I agree. But back to your original question. Um, and again, not to be evasive, but I, I always talk <laughs> around a, a topic till I come back to it. For some reason, it's just the way my mind works. But back to your topic, I think it's totally feasible that, well, if we see a superior technologically superior race as being and, and imbue them in our ignorance as being quote unquote gods. I completely see that as, as being the case of, of any intelligent life form or, well, I say that I'm going to second guess myself in the moment. So it could be a transition of the same life forms, but through different means, if that makes sense. Cause if we're trying to connect through to AI through Neuralink, like who's to say that you know with the whole like mixing of races with like Anunnaki for example, mm -hmm. like what if it's we're it's all just continuation and evolution of the same species? Huh. So like, because uh, then it goes into the whole alien theory that the aliens could theoretically be us from the future. Because who's to say we don't figure out time travel in the future? I was just fixing to say that uh, to bring that up. So, what do you, what do you think about about that do you think that we would there's a time that we would basically digitize our consciousness and then that birth of ai would view our sentient life forms ourselves our current selves as as deities i mean the more i dig into it the more i almost feel like it kind of links into like simulation theory where we keep going down this this hole and then we end up creating a new universe and that is what we view as like the start of that universe but it isn't necessarily the start of it it's like a universe within a universe because we're getting into that now with like the metaverse stuff where especially with the speed of technology changing who's to say how in depth that shit's going to be in you know five years even 20 years man we, we could be so far into that shit that we don't even realize that this physical world world exists anymore and it could be a continuation where like i was saying that big bang theory could have been like the start of the fucking program you know but there's still a universe outside of that because even if you're going off creation and if everything was condensed down into one point that still means that there was something before the big bang theoretically true true yeah and if not where did that singularity come from it i mean or does it have to have a beginning right that's that's because there would still be a void which within the void 
it's the negative of being, but in a way, it's still a sense of, of something, you know? What do you mean? Like, if there's still a void, and there was just nothing, an infinite nothing, uh-huh. like, in a, in a way, that's still, there, that means there's still some form of something, you know? Like, it, it, was, it had to have been created at some point, unless it's just such a vast concept that humans can't comprehend, comprehend that fact that something has always been, or... Like, again, not, things may not have necessarily, like, a starting point. It may just be a continuous cycle going through or just, like, another step into another dimension, in a sense, or into another reality within a reality. Right. Hmm. Uh, I got this Bible, this one particular line from the Bible, which is... Oh, uh, one Bible, I like it. Uh, it's from Revelation uh, 22.13. It's, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Okay. So even going off of uh, like religious scripture, there's still that concept within it saying that almost like I feel like that's saying that it's a continuous cycle. That the first being created the last being and then the last being creates the first being like it's like a circle of life. Huh. I'm sorry. I'm thinking um... <laughs> that's the point of this conversation, man. You got to get mind fucked for two seconds to figure out where you're at. <laughs> I like it. I, I, I tend to be very deliberate with my words and I, I try to try to think before I speak. Try to. <laughs> I don't always. Holy shit, that's bright. Um, that's why nobody... I do post editing, too, is for the sake of when you have the long spaces, at least you can kind of fill it in and just cut oh, it down because I usually I... don't cut any conversation out. I just get rid of like the spacing so people can think for a minute. I leave it. It was me just to show like the the thinking because it, it's not just like it pops right right out of your right out of your your say especially with these deep questions too it's like you need yeah. a second to take back and to kind of like comprehend what's going on especially if somebody starts throwing new ideas at you too yeah so i was pulling up another bible verse and it's funny you brought out brought up the bible because i was fixing to 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 bring one up myself which is the beginning right genesis 1 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Right. It was like, that's like, we just like rewrite fucking past that or religious people do. And I don't, or, or are you religious? No, I just like to dive into every religion, but I don't yeah. follow any religion. I just, I'm curious. Cause I feel like there's a lot of truth within the text and it's just been, I think so too translated for so long that it's lost a lot of the meaning within it because, you know, everybody's had like a different variation of the Bible. They changed the wording oh, yeah. retelling the stories. So yeah, I feel like every religion has truth within it and all of them need to be looked at from a farther back standpoint in order to see the broader picture of every religion having a piece of the puzzle. I think that's a great way to put it that it, there is worth in looking at different religions, sacred texts. If you do so from a distance, like you said, that's I think that's a great way to put it, because if you get too invested in it, then you just become a parrot of yeah, that. You, you become biased of it, and then you're not willing to hear the other sides of anything because yep. you'll say that's bullshit. This is what my religion says. I agree totally. And if you were an ancient race that was lording over, whether it be zoo theory or whether it be that we're some slave race or some experiment or some, you know, thing that is native to this planet, but was um manipulated by you know, ancient astronauts whatever you think is 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 the case if you get too attached to your own dogma then you become useless in my opinion yeah because, 
feel like a lot of these religions just have different words for the same exact thing. And it's just a different matter of perspective. Yep. If, and if you were that race, wouldn't you come to different peoples across that planet and manifest yourself in a way that was relatable to the different peoples, right? Whether it be Aboriginal or, you know, North African or Western European or Native American, like, wouldn't you make yourself relatable to whoever you were going to? I mean, people do that anyways. Anybody that doesn't want to believe in that kind of stuff, you know, when you're around certain groups of people, certain people act differently. Yeah. To fit in with it within that group. And I mean, it's it's prevalent through through religion, of course, too, that they kind of they all kind of have the same th- name, different names for the same things, but they do the same things, but they just have like a different uh, different face to these same things. Yes. And theoretically, if it's like us from the future, so to speak, like, I feel like at that point, we would have the ability to, like, disguise ourselves to fit in with a certain group of people. So, like, it's, it's not an out there theory. Same with, like, aliens and stuff. If they have the ability to, you know, change their appearance, like, why would they make themselves look like an alien if they're trying to figure out information from people? I know when when I'm going to visit my friends in the ghetto, I go in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Start talking mean, all hood, too. <laughs> What's up, motherfucker? There's a spider on your motherfucker head. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. Um, but so I don't have any black friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that's not true either. Um, but no, I mean, yeah. So, so I, I, I joke, but like in in our weird ass times, That'd be making yourself relatable to a culture would be cultural. Uh, uh, no, uh, not cultural. Uh, um, cultural appropriation. Is that the word you're looking uh, for? Yeah, appropriation. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, well, so in these da- these weird ass times, I guess we call those beings racist. Because they're appropriating a culture. That's not <laughs> <theirs."> <laughs> or maybe we're an extension of their culture. So we're appropriating their culture. Do what? Maybe we're an extension of their culture, so we're appropriating their culture. Oh, well, but it's okay if you don't realize you're doing it like we would be doing if we were appropriating theirs. Ignorance is bliss, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So your original question made me think of a scene, uh, two scenes, actually, from um, Men in Black 2 popped in my head immediately when I read your um, your you know, first communicating for those listening, first communicating via you know, Instagram message or Facebook message or unified. I don't know what the fuck you call it now. Like you and Juan from from the one on one podcast, you, you guys like to communicate via Instagram message. And it's like, which also kind of is also Facebook Messenger, but also not. It's all owned by the same company. It's practical. <laughs> and uh but anyway, so when I read your question, I, this scene popped in my head immediately. And if you don't mind, can I play the audio? Yeah, go well, for it. Video on my computer, but the audio should come through. If you don't hear it, let me know. Um, so have you seen Men in Black 2? Yeah, more times than I can count. <laughs> okay, so you're going to be familiar with this scene where uh, so people can't see this. So what's happening is Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith uh, are going to a train station. And where Tommy Lee Jones has stashed these a race of these miniature beings 
in a locker in a train <laughs> station. And when they open the door to the train station locker, this is what you hear. And I'm going to try and bring it up quickly with hopefully no ads. Fucking ads. No, here we go. Okay, can you hear this? Slow me down on this, are you? Slow you down. Whose brain's working on outdated software? Why don't you go grab us some coffee while I do this? Oh, sure thing. How you take it? Black couple cubes to kiss my ass. I don't know what's in there. I don't want you to get hurt. So step. He's fixing to open the locker. Okay, for real, man. Open the damn locker. And hear all the beings. You are the man who would be king of the train locker. Oh, good and gentle town folk of locker C-18. Did I leave anything here? Yes, the timekeeper. Okay, so he's opened this locker, and there's he's left all these little beings in there. And as far as they're concerned, right, he, K, which is Tommy Lee Jones, is, is the fucking, well, what they say, he's the light giver, he's the, you know, he, he, he's their God, essentially. Matter of perspective. Matter of perspective. And then let me pull it up real fast. Uh, MIB to finale. And I was looking for it earlier and I found a Russian one, which we're not going to use that one. Um, it's always fun to hear Russian. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is the way. So at the very end of the movie, spoiler alert very end of the movie you haven't watched it and you don't want to be spoiled then pause the episode now uh but like if you're in this community listening to this and you haven't seen <laughs> men in black that's pretty fucking off at this point <laughs> right so here's the ending scene of the movie so this is jay will smith opening the locker uh inside mib headquarters where tommy lee jones has moved all the little people from the train station to, MI, to his locker at MIB. I brought him over from Grand Central Terminal. Why oh, you put them rats in my locker, man? I thought it would put things in perspective for you. No, okay, it's actually kind of sad, man. Really, we need to let them out of there. I mean, they need to know the world is bigger than that. They know the world is bigger than that. As they walk to a door that says, danger, exit, do not open, inside MIB headquarters. And this is Tommy Lee Jones' next line. Still a rookie. And he kicks the door open. Do not enter. No exit. Da, 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 da. And when the camera pulls back, it's showing Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones standing at, in an open door of a train locker with massive beings walking back and on a wall of train lockers with massive beings walking back and forth, which would suggest that all that we know in our entire universe is contained in this one train locker in another universe. that's even bigger, just like the little beings that Tommy Lee Jones has stashed in his train locker were. And so, the issue is, just like you said a few minutes ago, a matter of perspective. Still a rookie. Bitch, when you think you got it figured out, you don't. To quote a line from a Mark Wahlberg movie, The Shooter, right? The second you got it figured, you're wrong, right? And Or the second you think you got it figured, you're wrong. If it's, you think you know, you don't know. 
And, and and all thinking you know will do, in my opinion, is make you stop asking questions. Yeah, it limits you. It puts a cap on what you're trying to trying to figure out. All of the best philosophers through time pretty much have said something along the lines of you have to understand that you know nothing in order to start understanding everything. Yes. I agree totally. So yeah, I'll thank you for permitting me to to air those things there. And I mean, it's podcasting, so Ain't I always no- enjoy clips. <laughs> kind of furthers the point. <laughs> you got to put that real world perspective in, man. Right. Especially right. in those sci-fi movies, bro. Like I'm then in black and all that kind of shit. It's almost like, again, it seems like these writers are in the know somewhat, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> what would it mean to you if, or would it mean anything? Let me not bait the question. Would, would it mean anything to you to find out that, there is that that the the highest entity uh, creates the lowest and it just continues to loop back and forth. So there's higher, 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 lower, and then the lower becomes the higher and the, the, the that same cycle you mentioned before. Because there could be a theoretical wormhole into the last one that would almost like be able to make it become part of the bigger universe to go back to the beginning. Or you could look at it almost like a continuous line. Like, have you ever seen those trippy pictures where it just keeps zooming farther in and there's not like a stop point? It could be something like that. And it's just another concept that humans can't comprehend that it could be a continuous cycle like that, but it doesn't necessarily have a start or an end. How, how, would, that, how would that impact our reality if that were common, if, if that were the truth and that were common knowledge? I feel like, it would it would it would destroy the whole struggle for power in the sense that nobody would be blindly following one specific religion. Uh, everybody would be like, I don't want to say looting and rioting, but like if they realize that everything they've been taught since the beginning is a lie, everybody's gonna you know they're they're gonna freak out to some extent. And if it's been generations on generations on generations of telling the same story, and then they realize that the narrative's totally different, I feel like there's a lot of people that can't mentally handle that. Because I have asked the same question to a couple people just, you know, in my normal life. And they're all like, that's a depressing question. That's why, why would you want to think about that? And I'm like, why wouldn't you want to think about it? Right. And that just kind of proves that like people's ideas and thoughts are very different. And I feel like there's, I don't want to judge anybody, but I almost feel like there's a lot more people in the world that enjoy their ignorance. It's almost like uh, the cave, if you know that allegory. Yeah, Plato. Yeah, people, people are content just with their own little world. And if they realize that there's a bigger world outside, their reaction isn't going to be, hey, let's go see it. It's going to be kill the person that told them that and continue to live within their blissful little life. Yes. For for everyone listening, if you never read The Republic from Plato, uh, <laughs> you, you should start there, right? Like that's, that's, that's a great, great read um, where I believe is where he first puts forth the allegory of the cave, if I'm not mistaken. That almost makes you wonder if he fell into some type of stoic knowledge that he was trying to put on people that were able to pick it up, but without overloading the people that didn't want to pick it up, where they could just view it as a story. But the people that understood his message that he was saying between the lines would start to understand that maybe there is something bigger and he was starting to catch into it. Mm. That's a great question. I I think that's reasonable. I mean, I don't think there was any danger politically or religiously in his time, but throughout history, people that have been, as you and I, I guess, would say would be in the know or at least uh, willing to 
ask the ask fruitful questions. I try to I call it myself. I, tr- I almost said ask the right questions. I try not to use the polarizing terms of right and wrong, but because uh, that means it's the right question as far as I'm concerned, right? So I'm going to say fruitful instead. People that ask fruitful questions are have hidden them in some form of code or at least higher level of asking where people that might persecute them don't get it. <laughs> but but the ones that understand get it. And they're wondering why nobody else understands the concepts. Like even just looking at like Manly P. Hall books and just a lot of different stuff, like there's so much knowledge in that that's like everybody can easily grab it, but you see how many people are actually going to grab it because only yeah. certain people can comprehend those types of things. I agree totally. I think that it's it, the single most thing that's incredibly disturbing to me that dictates that there is massive amounts of information that people in power, the real people in power in this world, and I know that sounds conspiracy theory-ish, but whatever, that the real people in power don't want the masses of people, of citizens of this planet to know, I think, especially when it comes to the influence of religion in that game, is the fact that the Vatican is a completely um, autonomous and it, it, it is in it is a state to its unto itself and that it's records and vaults and it, it answers to nobody and the, and the fact that if the Vatican could get a hold of any piece of documentation or relic or text or whatever it can put it in its vault and no one can ever subpoena it get to it so on and so forth. I think that's incredibly disturbing and telling at the same time. Especially the fact that you have to know exactly what you're asking for if you have the know to be able to see it. It's not like anybody can just go in there and just start looking through shit the way they have it set up. And I've had a theory talking about Atlantis, how there was the three halls of records. Yeah. I think that one of them is the Vatican. Really? That, that's my, and I, You know the one that everybody talks about that may be underneath the Sphinx's foot? I feel like that's almost like a kind of like an area 51 thing where nothing's actually going on there, but that's where they're trying to get all the focus to be because there's other shit going on elsewhere. And I feel like there's already, if there's, there's probably one in the Vatican, but I feel like all the people that are higher power that are in the know, I feel like they, at some point during time stumbled upon one of these other halls of records. So I feel like there's still possibly one out there that maybe normal people can stumble upon, but that, I feel like that has all the answers to all these types of questions. And that might be why it's so lock and key hidden that nobody can get into it like i keep hearing uh kyle rainey from the big dumb podcast say like fuck storming area 51 let's storm the vatican like right? literally let's fucking storm the vatican if you're gonna storm anywhere man that could even crush like organized religion as a whole because i have no problem at all with religion but i have a problem with people taking power within religion for their own evil means so if there's one place that's been corrupted by religion more than anywhere else in the entire fucking planet, it's definitely the Vatican and everybody involved with the Vatican. No, I agree and, totally. And if they're all about peace and love and all that kind of shit, like why, why would they keep all of this type of information hidden unless they're again trying to keep power because they know that there's information in there that would make it so that they wouldn't have power because it could disprove their religion. And, and, and that's the problem, right? That's, that's my issue with, with organized religion as a whole is I don't, give a shit what you believe if it makes you feel good and it helps you sleep at night awesome no problem but i have three things 
that are red flags to me from a religious person. And number one is you can't claim that your religion is absolutely true unless you're willing to provide proof of that, which none have. Right. That's not that's not me judging them. Do what? Say it's all faith. That's what that's what they say. You got to have faith in everything. It's fine. Faith beliefs are awesome. Enjoy that and what it provides you. I think it's a crutch, but that's me. It's no different than a theory, realistically. No, not at all. So if don't claim your faith is the truth, number one, without being able to unequivocally prove that. Number two, don't allow your you you can't allow your faith to permit you to hurt other people. And number three, you can't permit your or allow your faith to permit you to judge other people who have other faith based beliefs that differ from yours. Right. Because they're still faith based beliefs. So if none of those three things are, are, are the case, then have fun with your faith. And I hope it suits you well. And I truly 100 percent mean that. But most of them, most pe- people that hold a faith based belief fall into one of those three points because they've been chances are, I mean, you know, you're probably not Buddhist. You're probably not Taoist. You're probably not Jewish, which is both a heritage and a religion. You know, you you're probably none of those things. You're probably one of the other two largest religions in the world, Muslim or Christian, which are the only two that give a shit about growing and spreading. <laughs> and, and, literally. <laughs> and literally, and, and by extension, they have to claim rightness and truth. So you pave the way for this scenario where you have this organization called the Vatican that's completely autonomous somehow, <laughs> like untouchable. Also kind of weird, the only place in the world where they still fluently speak Latin as yeah. main language, which is also kind of weird all on its own because there's a lot of ancient things that are hooked to Latin being almost like a magic language. Oh, really? Yeah, like uh, like a lot, a lot of different, like, um, I want to say like spell casting, but a lot of, a lot of, a lot of old uh, esoteric knowledge is in Latin, and I feel like there's a reason for that, and there's a reason why they they purposely speak Latin there, and I feel like it has to do a lot with a lot of the information be, that's there being written in Latin because it's stuff that predates most things that we know about at this point. Interesting, you know, and I, I'm I'm with you. Fuck Area 51. Let's let's storm the Vatican, and why hasn't anyone? Right? I mean, if it's an autonomous state, it can be invaded. It's because then you start falling into uh, a trap where it's like you can't do that because they're about peace and love and all that kind of shit. Not even thinking about that. How many times in history have Christian beliefs been pushed across different countries where they've murdered everybody in their path that doesn't want to believe their faith? So if everybody's trying to do this, you can't do that to them because they're all about peace and love. Like they've shown the opposite through their progression through history. I agree totally. You know, look at at, at the colonization of the French and Spanish colonization of, of Central, South, and North America, right? It was completely, quote-unquote, religious. Even uh, talking about Ireland, where they, you know, St. Patrick's Day, where they rid the snakes from Ireland. The snakes right. weren't actual snakes. They were the Druids, and they pushed them out of the land because they didn't like their, their beliefs. And pushing them out of the land more than likely meant they murdered everybody that didn't want to convert. Absolutely. Um, and, and 
it's amazing when you look back at history of how much evil has been done in the name of the spreading of God's love. <laughs> That's one thing I was like to point out too, is that everybody has all these hate for all these other different religions and stuff, but it's almost contradicting the book all on its own. Because if you believe that God has a plan and that everybody was put here for a reason, everybody has a plan, then why would your God have created these people that he wanted you to kill? If he loves everybody, it's contradicting itself all within all within the same topic, you know, like oh, I agree totally. You're trying to spread peace and love by murdering people that don't agree with you because that's not what God wants. But at the same time, if God created those people, that was what he wanted. But read the Bible. You know, God's a homicidal maniac. That's what I was going to say. My biggest issue that kind of started getting me into questioning all this kind of stuff is that I used to uh, go to church when I was a kid and they never wanted you to ask why. Every time I ask a question, I'd get in trouble and they'd just be like, shh. But my biggest one that I remember asking when I was probably like five or six is, how come the devil's bad if he punishes bad people when God's the good one, but he hurts everybody that uh, that didn't do bad just so that they would prove that they they have faith in him? <laughs> like It right. never made sense to me as a kid, you know? Do you know what, uh, what uh, allegedly, according to the Bible, do you know what Lucifer's sin was? What his uh, great atrocity was? It's that God told the angels to worship man. And Lucifer didn't think man worthy and he wanted to worship God. And that disobedience was his great rebellion. Yet everybody wants to only worship God and they don't want to see anything else as the higher power, but God himself said to worship humans. Uh-huh. How kind of, that's super contradicting again, all, all within itself. <laughs> right. See, and I've always had this weird idea too, where I kind of like, like I was saying, different perspectives or different words for the same thing. So I've always kind of gotten into the idea. I'm not saying it's fact or anything that theoretically like angels and God could have been Anunnaki and the d demons devil could have been like reptilian, so to speak. And there may have been this, this place where all the humans lived and it was just a safe place. And that was, you know, like, uh, like Adam and Eve story pretty much. And then the, the apple was knowledge. So it could have theoretically been this other race saying like, Hey, understand what's actually going on here there's a bigger world outside of that and they just uh over time made them look like the bad guys and they're never necessarily the bad guys it was actually just somebody else trying to keep power over people and looking like the good guy and yeah. then if you get into like the reptilian shit now whether you believe that it's like a metaphor for cold-blooded people or they're actually reptilians like if you're the bad guy and eventually you're going to say fuck it i guess i'm the bad guy and you're going to flip to the other side so who's to say that right. you know the knowledge that was supposed to be given to adam and eve from the apple was actually knowledge of the broader world outside of just the garden. What do you think about the reptilian analogy and or reality? Um, I, it depends on the person, I guess, because I feel like there's some people that aren't necessarily reptilian and it's good. It's a good metaphor for like uh, cold blooded people. But uh, I am one of those people that likes to entertain the idea of like hollow earth and there being other races. So I'm more so on the side of like reptilians being a literal thing also. But okay. it's used also as a metaphor for other people that aren't necessarily a reptilian, but they like wish they were part of that race or they have knowledge of that race and they want to become part of it. So yeah. it's kind of, kind of can get used both ways. Or even if, you know, reptilians did exist at one point and they're all extinct now and everybody who's called a reptilian now is just like a cold-blooded person who's carrying on that reptilian way 
But again, the reptilians could have never necessarily been an evil thing. They could have been the thing that was trying to bestow knowledge of the broader universe onto people. And after everybody demonized them for so long and called them evil because they're, you know, Stockholm syndrome for the creator race, they just said, fuck it. I guess I'm a bad guy. Let's try to control these fucking people since they're clearly dumb enough to be controlled. Mm. Interesting. Um, what are you familiar with the psychological um, as perspective of the reptile brain? If you want to explain it for the, the listeners, the, I'd appreciate it. The lizard brain. Oh, very, very, very um, gen- generally, let's just say that the the lizard brain is the the an ancient part of the brain that is essentially completely concerned with survival, and that when when s- someone and sometimes it's used at, by people to make an excuse for heinous actions. Oh, I was just acting out of my lizard brain, which is not how that part of the brain works, but, but it's, it's, it's a primal part of the brain that is strictly, it's in complete fight or flight all the time. Right. It is, it's, um, which might, to your point, make you seem if, if, if reptilians was a, a metaphor for someone that was acting very primally, you could say, make the argument at least that that well th- that's a reference to people that are unevolved acting completely out of primal s- reactions which would be fight or flight so you know if you harm me i harm you back right which would to your point make you seem cold-blooded and you're out for your own survival or you 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 could ex- expand that out to say well it's a cutthroat business person right they're acting hey it doesn't matter what you, what happens to you it matters what my survival right so so maybe maybe reptilians could be referenced to someone acting out of lizard brain quote unquote yeah, in primal um primal selfishness essentially but um, okay, so I have to ask, what what are your stances on, like, and we're way away from our original question, but that's what great conversations do. What what are your thoughts on, um, like, the whole flat earth thing, So, if you want to divulge them? I guess that it's not, I, I, I'm a hollow earther more so than anything. Like I believe that there's a, like a lot of different entrances within the earth that may link to all these different races. And there may be other races within them. Like I believe that there could be like an aquatic race that lives down in the, these underwater. That's like an ocean within an ocean, you know, that we can't get into because they said we were, it's too buoyant. We bounce off the top and we try to go into those. I believe huh. that theoretically there could be a race there. Uh, if there was like reptilians, theoretically they could be from like a hollow earth. Um, but as far as I go, I don't want to say I'm, a, I'm either. Uh, I'm not a flat earther, but I'm also not, completely a glober because it's like I, I really don't know and nobody will ever know until we get to a point where people can see the perspective from space when they aren't being funded by the government to do so because anybody that has any kind of government funding or goes up there because of government all the money know, yeah it's it's they can do whatever they want essentially and they could say don't say this information otherwise you're going to die or whatever so we'll never honestly know until it's something that normal people can just do and then be unbiased about where we actually are but I do like to entertain almost any theory for different shapes of the earth or how the earth could be set up. Like I just bought this new book that's not flat earth, but it's like talking about um, these different like 
parallel dimensions that are like next to our dimension where it talks about like you know like the ice wall and the arctic and shit like that but like i like to entertain those kinds of ideas but i feel like there's definitely something up with the arctic for sure because there's been a lot of different reputable people through history who have claimed that there's like forests and like lively things being there and then the other weird part about it is the fact that if you go to anywhere in the arctic you have to have government permission again so like anywhere that you have to have government permission to go like i feel like there's something weird to it and there's some knowledge there that normal people aren't intended to see. And again, until people start saying, fuck it, I'm going to venture to the Arctic on my own without any government permission. And people start doing some illegal shit in that sense, or starting to go into space without government permission. Like we'll never know the answers to these questions. And, and that's really troubling to me is that information is increasingly controlled by governments. And that just, yeah, look at China can't even see the normal internet it's only you know what the government wants you to see on the internet so you can't even look up concepts like this that's really troubling to me um on like a a a fundamental level that that i was saying i entertain the hollow earth theory though more so than anything but again that's not really anything that could be either flat earth or globe because it could work both ways but i say that because of uh all those different cities they found in Turkey where they're like underground cities. Yeah. Uh, that weird story from England with the two kids that were green. I don't know if you've heard that one. Oh, I haven't. Like, oh, I'll have to send it to you after the show. There's this story about these two kids that were, had green skin that came out of just some random fucking cave. And they pretty much explained the fact that they lived in a place that was within the earth and they got lost and they ended up coming here and they were trying to figure out how to get back home. They ended up dying. And there's actually a town that's named after these two kids in England. This happened... I don't know the exact year, but it was like hundreds, like a couple, at least I would say at least like 15, 1600, something like that. But I'll have to send it to you after the show. But just there's so much different weird information that's kind of placed within history that I feel like there's more of a probability of people living in the surface or creatures living in the surface than anything else as far as like the different globe type things go. But again, it's not interchangeable to it being flat earth or round earth because there still would be an inner layer that people could travel adventure into. And then that would also explain why it's such a big thing to try to tunnel and figure out how to produce things within the within the crust that's why all these scientists are trying to do all these deep 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 underground bunkers where they do research and shit like that i feel like there's something to it you know you see i don't know because it's over the internet i've never personally been there but uh in like south america they uh dig these giant fucking holes and shit and people like claim that they see like things that look like reptiles almost like moving through the through the surface like giant snakes and shit but again i don't know how like everybody can do anything with fucking video nowadays so i don't hold anything like that as fact because you can't really believe your eyes as far as video goes nowadays but i feel like it's definitely something that's that's probable especially if the earth is as deep as it is like if worms can dig that deep who's to say that there's not way bigger fucking creatures that are way deeper in the surface and what reason would they have to come all the way to the top if you know, they, they, that's where they're intended to live, you know? Interesting. That's a good point. Kind of like a worm trying to go in water. Like, there's no fucking point. And why would they even attempt to do it? <laughs> like, they're content where they're at. <laughs> good question. I've recently just become, I, I've scoffed at the whole flat earth thing. Like, oh, my God, flat earth. Da, da, da. And just recently have been been willing to try to consider, uh, I'm not saying I buy it at all. I'm just saying I'm try is a perspective I'd be interested in understanding more about. 
See, that's where I'm at, too. I actually have a flat earther coming on my show in like a week or two, just because I honestly want to hear some solid facts on why flat earthers believe the things they do, because I've never actually met a flat earther in person who is actually reputable and feels that they have factual information on it. So, like, it's definitely an idea that I'm willing to entertain, because, like, science has almost become the new faith where we take everything off of faith, but, like, we've never been there. We don't fucking know. So it's almost like following a new age religion, in a sense, to just believe the science. And you've seen that with COVID. People are, well falsely just follow faith with science even though there's documents coming out that are saying that there's issues with all these things but because a scientist said it earlier people are taking that off of blind faith and they're more than happy to just believe that because science said so no different from like 100 years ago when somebody would say oh this is the way it is because the bible said so it's it's a new new version of the same fucking thing i agree you know when the whole covid shit happened um i owned uh my own gym and I'll be honest, I was, well, my political affiliations don't matter, but, but I don't want to polar, make a polarizing, I'll, I'll tell you, but I don't want to make a polarizing statement that makes someone tune out. But um, well, suffice it to say, I really didn't think that the media manipulation was to the extent that it was until COVID happened. And you know, and I'm sitting there and, and COVID happens and I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm going about my, about my business and I own a gym and I'm this and that and I'm a sole proprietor and da, da da da. And then it's like, well, the government says you have to shut down. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, the government says, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a private business. I can do what the fuck I want to. It's my right to operate my business. And no, 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 you have to. And shut your business down. And I go back and forth and I fight and this and that. And then there's, well, you have to wear masks. And I went, now, wait a second. Because of what I do for a living for the last two decades, there's probably, I'm going to guess, there's been some scientific study on the efficacy of masks and controlling the spread of a virus in a population. Especially considering the masks that we wear are just surgical masks. They're intended to just drop or stop liquids or whatever from shooting in your mouth or dropping out of your mouth. Absolutely. So I'm like, I'm sure that's been studied. There has to have been studied. So what do I do? Well, it now takes some practice, admittedly, to learn to read scientific studies. They're very difficult to read when you're not used to reading them. I read them. They do it on purpose. Let the average Joe can't read these types of things. You're probably right about that. Um, and so I go looking across many sources that I look at on a weekly basis for scientific. And normally I'm looking at physiological and biological stuff as it pertains to health and fitness. But I'm like, well, the same things are going to contain studies about masks. So I go looking and I'm like, wow, yeah, look at this. This been studied a fuck ton over the last 30 years. right? And there, there are like 50 fucking studies over the last three decades about the efficacy of masks in control of, as they pertain to the control of a virus among a population. And guess what all fucking, every single one concludes? Wild guess. That, that they don't work. Effectiveness, right? <laughs> and so, but yet, I'm listening to the motherfucking news saying, well, the science says, and I'm like, no, bitch. It does not completely, absolutely does not say that. Not one study. Now, there have been some subsequent studies in the last two years that 
muddy those waters. But if you look pre-2020, there is not a single study that shows that masks do a fucking thing at all in controlling the spread of a virus in a population. As a matter of fact, every single one denotes that they make people sicker. Yeah, because you're putting your own shit back into your face and into your mouth. Some come to that conclusion. Some conclude that it's an it's a um, a psychological response, and that you make yourself sicker because of that restriction. So, be that as it may. So, and, and I'm I'm listening to that, going, "Yo, this is completely a lie," and I've never felt in my life. Like I said, going to be forty this year. I've never thought that I was outright lied to by my government and the mass media. I was wrong. <laughs> and I mean, I, I knew uh, the, the facts had been skewed and da, da, da. And that made me take a massive step back. Like you said earlier, looking at things from a distance and go, let me look back at the way past presidents have been painted. And past and and how this was painted and that was painted and you look back and go wow massive 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 narrative um construction of whatever suits the people in power and and it was it was the mask data that made me open my eyes i kind of feel ashamed to say it took me that long to realize that there was that much corruption in the media and, and the poli- and, and, and politicians, but it was the math one. No, I know in my world, this has been studied. Let me go find those studies and to find out, well, what you're saying the scientific conclusions are is completely wrong. <laughs> and that's not what the conclusions are at all. Yet you're telling the public, this is what it is. And so Anyway, uh, crazy how greasing palms can change answers. You see that through a lot of things. And and to that point, I think now any finding that comes out, whether it be religious, scientific, philosophical, I think you have to first ask the question, where did this data come out of? And if it was a study, who funded it? And once you answer that question of who funded it, who benefits from these findings? And you gotta dig deep into it too, because a lot of these companies will have a different sub name of a sub name of a sub name, and that's the ones doing the research. You know, like Pfizer could have one particular company doing the research, and then you start digging in, you realize that their parent company is owned by this parent company, and this parent company is owned by this parent company, and then this parent company has been bought out by Pfizer. So it's like a chain that goes back to there being a higher power that kind of takes control over the whole narrative. And it becomes a full time job of following the money, but I think it's a worthwhile endeavor because. You have to understand. So, oh, well, new study finds X, Y, and Z. Well, who funded it? Who, where did it come from? Who does it benefit? If you can't answer those questions, I don't know that I'd put much stock in that study. And, and I hate that because that's horrible science. That's not science, right? That's, 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 it was only a matter of time before it became corrupt, though, because it started off from a point where it was always looked at as like the fringe culture. And now that it's becoming the mainstream culture, 
now it's just like anything that's mainstream. It just becomes polarized to one person's agenda. That's true. Because I always like to say that if you polarize yourself, you're missing the truth in the middle. Because that's where the truth is at, is in the middle of both sides of whatever it happens to be. I agree completely. I say all the time to people um, that, that, that I, I, I value every conversation I have with any individual that I meet because I know that there's a good chance that I can come away from a conversation with anyone with something that I had not thought about before. And one of the best parts about these, these podcasts is the yeah. fact that you have people that think this deep about topics that it's just like having one conversation with one other person that's in this community. You, you get such a different perspective of things. Like yeah. I've asked this question to a couple different people and almost everybody has given me a totally different view and answer to it. <laughs> I apologize. I don't feel like I gave really an answer at all. Uh, and, 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 and my answer is, you know, kind of opened up answers because you're talking about the men in black thing. It's almost like a universe within a universe. So it kind of connects into a different way where we kind of like started going into almost like a, a created reality concept where yeah. it may not be a continuous chain because it was a it had a starting point because it's a it's a universe within a universe. So that's a totally different perspective I've gotten before on this question. OK, and 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 that's I've said this many times before on you know, with friends and strangers and podcasts and that you <sighs> I'm not an atheist. I'm undecided, right? I, I might there be an all-powerful deity, possibly. Might this all be completely a matter of chance, possibly? Might there be not a singular deity, but a but a race of supreme beings that have nothing to do with the creation of the universe, but have to do with the engineering of our, of our species possibly. Right. I don't give a shit what the answer is. I just want to, and it's my, my search, my personal search to see, to find out what the, the empirical, undeniable, concrete truth is. And I don't give a shit if that's the Judeo-Christian notion of a God or if it's the existence of no God, right? People go, well, that's a, that's a logical fallacy. You can't prove a negative. Well, when it comes to matters, to universal matters, I think you can require the proof of a negative, right? You know, you go, the proof of a negative fallacy is we see that more in like an argument when I say, okay, hey, did you know that? that um that i can fly and you go oh, yeah motherfucker climb up on the roof jump off and let's fucking see it and i go well prove that i can't that's where that fallacy comes in right when when i'm using proof the proof of a negative to debunk the claim that i've made and the burden of proof is on the person that makes the claim right so that's 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 argument so so but when it comes to matters of universe of universal things I think the fact that, well, if no God were to exist, I would need proof of that. I would need proof that no deity exists on any plane, period, to be able to say, that's what I believe. But for me, I, to me, I have to entertain the fact that all, possibility, all, all possibilities are equal until one becomes unavoidable 
Does that yeah, make that's still kind of going against religion in a sense too? Because it, within most religions, the whole kind of concept is don't sit on the fence and don't be curious. So it's like it's hard to like dissect these types of questions just if you're looking at it from a religious standpoint. On top of that, because it's not telling you to embrace these types of thoughts because they want you to kind of stay within this realm of things. So you create right. a bias to these types of questions just off of following strictly one religion to a T. Yeah, I agree totally. And you insulate yourself on top of that, right? You, um, it's two sides of the same coin. You have confirmation bias and cognitive dissonance are two sides of the same coin. And I think religion encourages both <laughs> personally, but, and, and, and that's not a good thing. I think religion can be productive for people that don't really give a shit about thinking about the nature of, of existence or whether or not a race that we de that humans have deified has their own race that they deify and so on and so forth. But, you know, again, back to my list of three things, fine. You want to have a faith belief. Awesome. As long as you don't judge people for a different belief, hurt people because your belief allows you to, or claim your belief is the truth. We're fine. I don't give a shit. Hmm? Right. Have fun. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you, man. That's always been my problem with religion. Not, again, I don't have any problem with religion. My problem, just like you were saying, is when people use their religion as a reason to hurt or kill other people or push other people down. Because again, I feel like there's truth within all religions. But like I was saying with the whole point of don't sit on the fence and don't ask questions, it doesn't open that up to be an opportunity to learn about these other people's cultures and other people's beliefs. Instead, it's my belief or you're all wrong and not as much present day except for I guess going on with more like Islamic religion is not as much Christianity at this point, but throughout history, Christianity was pretty much just like, believe me or we're going to fucking kill you. Sorry. <laughs> right. Anyone's going to convert when you hold them at the point of a sword and go convert, bitch. Right. Okay. <laughs> Especially when their whole town's on fire and you're just pillaging everything that they have. It's like, all right, I don't want to die. Whatever, bro. Let's just, I'll believe whatever you want. Right. And you kind of see that through time, too, because look at how many Christian holidays are actually stolen from pagan holidays and they just kind of intermixed them to make them work for the Christian perspective. Well, and you can trace that to the to the the Roman Emperor Constantine, who the the it, it wasn't the pagans. It was the Christians that were burning the fucking city down. And, you know because this new religion was taking a foothold and they were fucking burning pagan priests in the fucking streets and, and Constantine to stop the violence from the Christians said, okay, 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 okay. On his deathbed, we'll make Christianity, the religion of the empire. Why? Because the squeaky wheel gets the fucking grease, right? <laughs> and they were the ones causing the violence and the unrest and in the name of their God and their, their new religion. And so, well, what happened? Well, okay, at the stroke of a pen, Christianity is now the religion of, of the Roman Empire. Well, what happened? Well, they already had, like you said, all these pagan festivals and celebrations. They just fucking swapped them out. <laughs> yeah, why do you think that we have an egg and a rabbit for the symbols for Easter? That has nothing to do with Christianity. That goes back to it being a, a, a fertility celebration. That's why it's the rabbit who breeds like crazy and then an egg, which is the symbol for new life. Yes, absolutely. And I, you people shut their eyes and their ears to that information because it makes them feel icky about 
beliefs they've held. And, and to that, I say, you know, just just don't your religion is not your teddy bear. Right? I'm not trying to take your teddy bear. I'm trying to help you understand the reality of where that teddy bear came from. Right. You can hold your teddy bear for as long as you want. Just understand the shit that that teddy bear went through from where it came from. Right. Because you have to understand that if you're not. And if you go, well, I don't want to, then the motherfucker. Good luck to you. But I ain't got nothing to say to you if you're going to shut your mind like that. I've always said too, uh, a lot of religions are almost like telephone where it was so long that they were word of mouth before they got written down it's almost like fish tales where people expanded on them each time they told the story and it became something totally different if people don't want to believe that look at how many different variations there are of the bible like king james literally changed the bible so that he could fucking divorce his wives because they weren't producing sons for him yes <laughs> and 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 you look at you know for the most of most of of, of human history people the the vast majority of people have been illiterate so you can't read and write so you have to remember things you know, from an oral tradition. Well, and this is the problem with looking at any, not just the Bible, but any religious text as if it were a textbook, which we do from reading it as Westerners is, which is, it's, it's, it's wrong to do so. It's not a textbook. It's a culmination of stories. Well, what are the, the, the um, qualities of a memorable story, which obviously you want, a story to be if you want it to transcend time well it's got to be entertaining mm-hmm. so creative liberties get taken right? it's not a recounting of benign facts because nobody would recall it yeah exactly couch it in a great story when the details of the story don't really matter and they change based on who tells the story right so it's when you oh man if you, if you if you're if you're a christian listening to this and you want to fucking lose your religion then go study church history <laughs> yeah i've talked to a few uh people that were ex priests and they said when they were going through their priesthood it was more so they felt it was learning how to control a crowd rather than actually teaching about their religion itself absolutely because they kind of have this whole idea of like you have to come to church every week give us money do this kind of shit because I'm the only one that can understand this book. Yes. They'll read one line and then talk about it for the rest of the time that you're at church. When they're, they're again, they're, they're trying to make it seem like it's something that you can't understand and that they have some type of special knowledge that you aren't entitled to unless you come here and you give them money every week and you do this and you do that for them. Right. I agree totally. I went through the same training and it's, it's, I think it's a travesty. Again, no ill will towards faith-based belief systems but just got to acknowledge the corruption within them yeah nothing wrong with it as a whole but there's corruption within them just like anything i agree i agree totally even even like governments they all start off from a good good point trying to learn how to like make it livable for everybody but along the way all it takes is one bad apple and then you completely change the dynamic of the entire thing that what from what what it started from Right. I agree. If anybody doesn't believe that, look at uh, look at even like corporate businesses. You know, they all start off from a good point where it's a small little local business. And then all it takes is a little bit more money. And then that's where the corruption starts. That's when they start doing things like, you know, 
shitting on other people, other businesses, trying to get other businesses shut down and try to boost themselves ahead. And it's no different with religion, government, anything. Anything that's an organized group ends like that. So, And... And that's really like, that's really sad to me. Uh, and it, it, I, I don't want the human experience to be, to boil down to that level of selfishness, <laughs> but the, my, and not to be bleak, but it feels like it's, it's hard to, to escape that. And I don't know what the way through that and beyond that is because I've lived most in the middle and start seeing the truth between both sides. Hmm. But that that would require most people to be good and reasonable. I feel like most people are moral at heart. It's just a matter of outside sources that make them feel like they have to protect themselves or their family. And then that's when people start getting angry and pissed off and yelling at each other. Like even the COVID narrative, like, Everybody who's pissed off at people that were wearing that weren't wearing masks, it's from a point of they felt like their family was in danger, so they started thinking irrationally. True. And that's how most things are. As soon as something becomes very personal where you feel like your way of life is going to be threatened, that's when you start acting irrational. People act irrationally really easily. <laughs> Especially nowadays, too, because everybody has different mental illnesses and all these other shit that, honestly, I feel like has all just happened because of the system. Me but too. I guess to uh, kind of wrap it up here, since you're, I know we're starting to run out of time, to leave it on a little bit of a lighter note, I usually ask everybody <laughs> to leave with some words of wisdom. So why don't we leave with some words of wisdom? <laughs> the world's burning, see you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> this is hell. <laughs> I didn't mean to be so bleak there towards the end. Letting the conversation go where it goes. Hey, man, sometimes people need that shit, though. <laughs> I am a pessimist. I will admit that. So you got to sit in between. You got to be half optimistic, half pessimistic. Because if you're too optimistic, then you will fall into something without looking at the cons of it. But if you're too pessimistic, then you won't see the positives of it. So it keeps coming back. You got to be in the middle between, between both. I will say I am a... a equal parts pragmatist and pessimist so <laughs> i don't i don't have a ton of optimism but i am quite pragmatic so i guess that kind of optimistic in a way <laughs> as long as you're not consumed by being pessimistic that's all that matters oh no, i don't i don't always see the 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 negative in things that's that's for sure um but but i do tend to that's the first perspective I do tend to think. Okay, well, so I'm gonna go out for a bike ride. Well, I better make sure I don't get hit by a fucking car, <laughs> right? You know, that's like survival instinct, man. At that point, shit, because you gotta point. be aware of all these dangers. Because again, if you're too optimistic, you're not gonna be aware of the cons or all the dangers. That's that's true too. Interesting. Go ahead. So, so can continue your words of wisdom. Oh no no no! For you, for words of wisdom, usually it's the guests. Oh, for me, um. You know what? I'm going to leave it with the way, and this is this is not a shameless plug. I'm going to leave it with the way that I sign off my podcast. And this is the way, as this is what I say at the end, because I truly believe these things to my core. And that is to smile, be kind, 
and don't punch anyone in the face that doesn't deserve it. Honestly, pretty fucking truthful words to live by, though. Like that that's that's the key of being moral right there. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Some people fucking deserve to get punched in the face. And if that's the case, then knock them the fuck out. They'll learn. <laughs> don't punch anyone in the face unless they deserve it. There's some people that definitely have never been punched in the face, and it shows. It shows. <laughs> Woo! So smile, be kind, and don't punch anyone in the face that doesn't deserve it. So also, too, for anybody that uh, loved this conversation and wants to come find you, why don't you drop your information, too? And they can find me everywhere personally at Hey Jeffrey Davis on all the socials. And due to a bunch of asshole hacking uh, situations, I've had to change some of the podcast social accounts. So let's just say you can find all the current stuff at at the functionally dysfunctional show.com. I appreciate you coming on the show today, man. Then inquiries of all reality. I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation and I'll see you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.